Mm. Is she available? Dating fast. I yes. I'm just thinking long term. <laughs> it is. is. Uh, it is not good for a man to construct a tower without calculating the cost. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> Welcome to The Crunch, episode 98. It is your boy, Ethan. And I'm Patrick. And what are we talking about this week? <laughs> <laughs> Let's jump right into it. Skip all that other stuff. We just well, wasted I mean, we just spent 30 like, minutes We just spent like 30 minutes talking about the Catholic card game. I mean, yeah, we can talk which, about that again. Well, because we're in the game. We're like, in we're the in game. A, we're in a game that got made. We're in we're a game in a, that got made. We're in a game that was designed, produced, shipped, bought, and then used. Yeah. We're That's in a game. Us. We're in it. That's like we're in it. <laughs> I heard I heard that on Catching Foxes, and I was like, "Oh, they're that's so cute. They think they've insulted us. We're in re, we're in reality. We're in reality. We're in a game. They've, they've leveled us up. What's like? <laughs> oh my gosh, this is this is real life. This is so. Real here's life. what I'm thinking. I was right. thinking of this. I was pouring myself actually a bowl of cereal. It was very on brand. Mm. But I was thinking to myself. I was saying, man, I love doing a podcast because it means I get cool stuff like that happened to me. You know, like I got to fly to Steubenville and do a live episode for people that laughed at us. Yeah. Uh, I get to be in a card game. I and everyone's like, are you going to do an episode of your pocket? Oh, oh, you're going to make fun of me. That's fine. I'm happy doing this. I'm having fun. <laughs> you go ahead and you watch like... another video of, 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 of skateboarders getting owned by moms on YouTube. <laughs> and you you tell me how what you're getting out of that because I, I guarantee you nobody's gonna make a card saying oh Rebecca watched another skate videos compilation today. <laughs> There's no card game. You do. Ethan? That's something that I do. Um, <laughs> again, just my insecurities coming out on the podcast. No one, no but... one, make, no one makes a card that says Patrick ate another bowl of ice cream. No, no, no. <laughs> <laughs> they make the card that says being forced to listen to the crunch against my will. <laughs> right. That's so, such a good. Okay, so if you guys don't know what we're talking about, there was this thing that called the Catholic Card Game that was recently yeah. released by uh, this guy that actually contacted us a while back. Ethan, did you know that? I again, I don't get the emails, so it wasn't no. an email. I found it like I found it like deep, deep in my Twitter in my Twitter uh, DMs, and it was like in my requests. It wasn't one of my like main because I hate that Twitter does that. Like, it, if I don't follow someone, it puts their message in like a secret folder that I can uh-huh. that I never see. That's only accessible in between 2 and 3 p.m. Eastern time <laughs> on a I'm Tuesday. in Central time. Yeah. And um, good luck figuring that one out. <laughs> exactly. And so like he was like he was like hey like we're doing this Catholic card game thing if you guys would be interested in helping us out and like I didn't see it until after they'd already been fully funded and Catching Foxes had released their expansion pack uh, and I was like dang it we could have been on the We could have been like in a, a whole competing expansion pack. There could have yeah. been a mini game where you the Crunch team fights the Catching Foxes team. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. There, there could be a side quest where oh you gosh. have to collect all of the the bowls. I don't know. So, uh, anyway. th- there there are no there are more expansion packs coming out. So, like, I mean, what they're doing is awesome because you can like, I mean, there there should be like there should be like a Franciscan expansion pack, right. like because you could market that to just everyone that's ever gone to Franciscan. You could have like yeah, all fifteen. Yeah. Hey, what? Listen. what are you <laughs> There are so many. We're talking about the Catholic Church here, Patrick. We're trying to we're trying to make them money. Let's pick. Oh, maybe the smallest demographic that we could. Like, oh, people that went to Steubenville. What? How about people that go to Mass or like any other? 
sizable demographic. All I'm saying is you could make the expansion pack. Okay, cards are the cards are cheap to produce. Okay, and the sleeve they come in. (laughs) What I'm saying is you could market those as specific as possible, or Uh you could make them as wide as possible. You can have the Blessed Mother expansion pack. Uh, see, that's a good idea. That's a good idea. That's great. Yeah, yeah. here's or or right right there in the center you have the Crunch expansion pack. I've got a goof. Are you ready? Yeah, I'm ready. Um, the Steubenville expansion pack, but in order to use it, you have to speak in tongues. <laughs> oh my gosh! I went to the I went to this place called the Catholic Charismatic Center yesterday, and it was like the most charismatic experience. I was like, I was like, wow, this is what, like, this is what the '70s looked like. But it was also like super orthodox. It was great. But I was like, wow, this is what the 1970s were like. It was crazy. I mean, everyone was super prayerful, and it was actually a really cool experience. But, like, someone brought their own maracas from home, and I was like, wow. <laughs> that's awesome. <laughs> I, I, and because and, at first I was like, I was like, they, they, like, someone had, like, a tambourine. And I was like, where's the tambourine coming from? Like, there's no one. No one in the music area has a tambourine. I was like, oh, my gosh. The tambourine's coming from behind me. <laughs> the tambourine's coming from inside the house. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, it was a, it was it was it was crazy. I like I went to, I went to I went to prayer teams. It was awesome. But we're not talking about that. That's we're awesome. talking about the Catholic card game because we're in the card game. We're in a card game. Hey, I want everybody to stop and realize that the podcast that you're listening to is featured in a real game that was made. Okay, real, that's real all we have to and, say about and it. Also, Just also now when I buy the card game because I want to buy this game really bad. Um, and that card is always going to win when I play with my friends because it's a specific dig at me. Like you can't yeah. get that anywhere else. You can't right. get that in apples to apples unless you get a blank card. Right. That's true. That's a good point. Yeah. I, yes, I don't have anything to follow up on that with, but apples I agree. To apples more like dust to dust. Oh, steal the joke that I made before we started recording. Awesome. That's how we do it here in Crunchland. Yep. 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 You know, I was thinking, okay, so you've got me thinking now, um, <laughs> I was sorry. I was going to try to make like a relate kind of apples, the fruit to something that happened in the Bible. And then I started thinking about the mustard seed. And then I started thinking, well, if they had a mustard seed in Jesus's time, did they have mustard? What did they put the mustard on? How did they make the mustard? Did it come in, <laughs> did it come in yellow bottles? Like what's up? But anyway, don't really want to go down that road today. Let's talk about you. Yeah. Let's, let's you? talk. Let's talk about, I've had a How are you crazy doing? week. Like I texted you earlier yeah. and was like, Hey, definitely got a lot of stuff for the crunch today. And what's crazy is even after I texted you, more stuff happened, and I've had more like I've Love had this. more like clarity in my life. Because mm, I what 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 exactly did I text you? Uh, I don't know. Hey, my world's collapsing. I need a podcast in my life. Thank goodness I have you, or else none of this would work. <laughs> That's pretty much exactly what it was. I don't know. Uh, um, no, no, no. It was it was. Um, you know the Reliant K song. Who I am hates who I've been. It's more like who I am hates who I am right now. <laughs> you used a Reliant K song to tell me that you were self-loathing. <laughs> so I thought where, it was. That's funny. where I'm. I'm just concerned about your safety and well-being. So please elucidate the week for us. Um. So yeah. So like dealing with pride. I just like I. It, it wasn't like when when I'm when we talk about dealing with sin. I'm usually like, oh yeah, like I'm like really dealing with like gluttony or like we're like a royal, like oh yeah, yeah, someone like we're really dealing with like lust or something like that. But what lately I've been dealing with is like realizing that the little tiny things that I do in my life are prideful or selfish, and I'm just like or like self-centered or self-seeking, and I'm just like, oh my gosh, I'm a horrible person, and so I just had this like really. 
I, I know we like started out this podcast really goofy, but I kind of want to bring it down for a second because like legitimately at the beginning of this week, I was so crushed that I actually like, I didn't, I didn't want to keep being on earth. It wasn't like I wanted to die. I just wanted to like stop sinning. And I was like, well, the only way I'm going to do that is if I'm not on earth anymore. And like, I know that wasn't like a, the best thing to just introduce right off the bat, but like, that's just where I was. Cause I was just wow. so crushed. And like, I've talked on the podcast that I have a temptation to despair before. Right. Mm-hmm. But this was like really bad. I just felt like I had no hope in my life. And I don't know. I just kind of want to talk about that. Have you ever felt that before, Ethan? Uh, can't say that I have. Um, also before you worry, like I okay. did go to counseling. I told you about that. Like I went you to did. counseling today. Actually, like I just got back from the appointment and I had like a really good, like talk with him. And he was like, he was like, yeah. So he did, he did the whole counselor thing was like, have you ever thought about harming yourself and all this stuff? And I'm an RA. So like, I know, I knew like what, cause I've had these conversations with residents before where like they're dealing with depression and self harm and stuff like that. And that's kind of why I went to counseling was cause I was like, I'm saying things to myself that I, I, I know that if I heard someone say those things at school, I would immediately recommend them to counseling. So right. I'm just going right. to go sign up for that. And there's this awesome counseling center in near nearby me, like 10 minutes from my house. It's Catholic. It's beautiful. And so I went and we, we kind of talked and he was like, yeah, that's, that's like really bad. You shouldn't think that. And I'm like, yeah, yeah, yeah. He's like, I'm glad you came here. I'm like, yeah. Um, but that, that was the beginning of my week. And so every day this week, I've just really been focusing on that, like trying to come to grips with sinfulness and stuff. And so that was on Monday. And then on Tuesday, I had a really long talk with my buddy, Chris, shout out Chris. And on Wednesday, I um, went to his house and like talked to his wife, shout out Chris's wife, Erica. And then Thursday, I went to the charismatic center for the healing mass. And then today I went to counseling. So I've done like something every day towards working out this despair. And I think I'm like kind of ironed it out to the point where I'm comfortable talking about it. Well, good. Yeah. I wouldn't want you to be talking about it if you weren't comfortable talking about it. So I'm glad you're in that spot. Yeah. This podcast is all about vulnerability, but not voyeurism. The two V's. Mm. Well, so my initial thought and just kind of hearing this and knowing what you've been doing this summer um, is just that you have been serving a lot, right? And you've been doing a lot of uh, hurricane relief and youth ministry and just serving the teens and the people that you're with um, in a very concentrated and intense way, maybe more intense than you've experienced before. Mm-hmm. And so when we serve, I think all of those things just naturally crop up, right? You yeah. realize, oh gosh, my natural inclination is not to love the person in front of me. My natural inclination is not to uh, drop everything and help somebody who might need it. Um, it's to it's to be self serving, which is natural. Like it's e- like humans are egotistic. We're tr- like uh, we're kind of wired to take care of ourselves, you know. Which is why the gospel is so challenging, and it's not for it's not like an easy thing. It's kind of that's why Jesus was killed on a cross <laughs> is because uh, it's not the it's not it's so radical in a way that makes you just kind of your whole body almost revolt against. Uh, worrying about other people before worrying about yourself. And uh, there's lots of beauty wrapped up in it, but I can kind of see that. And I, I experienced that a little bit, not to the same degree by any means, but you know, at training thinking about, okay, I'm really going to have to serve all of these students that I'm going to. Um, I really have to serve my team and love my team. And it's not easy always to 
love the students and love your team and love your priest and all of these different things. And when you kind of take take a step back and you think, oh, I only love the people that I uh, naturally get along with. Um, yeah, maybe that's maybe I maybe that's wrong, <laughs> you know. So I get where you're coming from, just not to the same level. Yeah, and and I, I kind of wanted I wanted to talk about humility because I texted Jake, shout out Jake, a while back about um, trying to find a balance between the uh, prideful like the presumption presumption and um, despair, right? Like, oh, I'm just going to go to heaven no matter what. So it doesn't matter what I do versus I'm never going to go to heaven no matter what I do. Um, like, how do you, how do you balance like uh, self? Um, how do you, how do you balance like self-esteem quote unquote? Like how do you balance being like loving yourself and like knowing that you're a child of God and also knowing your sin? Like how, how do you balance that? Right. Where, where does the, I am a worm, but no man come in, you know? <laughs> Um, and I was like, I was talking to Chris and I was like, how does humility work, Chris? And he said, living in reality, Patrick. And I was like, oh, that's a really big wake up call. Cause I was, I, I was saying like, oh, like my friends, they're super holy. Like I'm the least of them. And he's like, okay, your friends are sinners too, Pat. Like not acknowledging that is not helping anyone. You saying that you're the worst person on the planet is not helping anyone. And you know, it's actually kind of funny. I've I now kind of get why some of the saints think they're the worst sinners in the world is because once you, once you're like you walk as a Christian for a while and you're like, you expect, you expect more of yourself and you're like, I, I, I should be a better person than this. I should be more virtuous than this and all that stuff. And you almost surprise yourself when you fall. And I think that's a big hurdle that we all have to get over is like, why are you surprised that you fell? You know, and, and um, Chris said, you know, take yourself off of a pedestal. Take other people off of pedestals. The only person on a pedestal is Jesus, and his pedestal isn't that comfortable. You know, it's like, why, you don't, don't be surprised that you fell. Don't say, like, well, I, I shouldn't have done that in the sense of, like, I can't believe I did that. He's like, why can't you believe you did that? I do that. Do you think you're better than me? And I was like, that's a good mm-hmm. point, actually. Yeah. I, I think a lot of it comes from the the need or the want to be perfect as my father is perfect right that's the call that's what we're called to is perfection Mm -hmm. and so when we fall short of it it's there you can have multiple reactions and i know at times when i when i kind of fall back into sin that i i am fighting and i'm actively you know doing my best to to beat it but i i just can't sometimes and so there there are a few options i can walk out of that situation and wake up the next day and like think back and say man i suck like that's, that's, I'm the worst person ever. Or I have the option of saying, well, it's who I am. God still loves me. So there's not really a problem. Both of those things are bad. Yeah. And so the, the middle ground is where kind of we figure out what to do. So you, you recognize the gravity of your sin. You recognize that you have fallen and that you are not, you are not perfect in that moment as you are called to and definitely take that to heart. But you also have to know, like at the end of the day, that you love Jesus and Jesus loves you. And that while, yes, he is hurt by the fact that you you chose that particular sin or you chose this whatever over him, he doesn't care. I mean, if you're returning to him and you're saying, Jesus, I really messed up. I, I feel like, uh, you know, I feel terrible. 
and you have genuine remorse, then his mercy is infinite. His mercy does mm. not have to, you don't have to earn Jesus's mercy by saying, oh, I'm the worst man. I suck. You don't, that's not a, that's not a part of the formula. Yeah. Jesus uh, is only going to forgive you if you do a little dance first. Right. Which is just <laughs> not true. Like, and thinking that you have to wait, I think we've talked about this before is like waiting for some amount of time before kind of the sting of the, of the sin has gone away before you can return to Jesus. Like that's crap. Just take it and face it and have some people in your life, either your spiritual director or your, your friends that you can verbalize it to. Like what my friends are, are amazing. Right. And if something happens and I, I fall or really mess up and I know that I can go to them that same day and say, this is what happened today. And I just need you to listen to me talk about it. And they'll listen and they won't give me advice. They won't try to do one thing or another thing. They just allow me to take responsibility for what I've done by saying it to them, which then in turn makes it easier to go to confession, right? So accountability and like having people in your life that love you and will listen to you is huge. And it helps you when you're able to talk about those things, not to, because when, when we keep them inside and when we just stir on them, that's when that despair, that's when that, yeah. Uh, that all that whole attitude of I suck, I'm the worst comes from. And so it, it loses its power over us when we speak it aloud. That's why confession is so powerful. Um, and so if you can't get to a confession at that moment, find somebody and talk to them. And like, that's, that's helped. That's been huge for me. And I know that's really hard for a lot of people because you might not have friends that are on that level. Um, so that, I don't know. That's just, those are things that have helped for me and ha- kind of having that mindset and knowing that like, I don't have to, earn anything from jesus i don't he's not going to never talk to me again like the relationship is not permanently damaged like yes it's going to take some work from me to get back to where i was before but i i know where i've been and i know what works and what doesn't work so it's not like we're we we're sin we're completely cut off and we're just like dark and lost in the woods no we're 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 still on the path yeah and I i think that's i think that's a big hurdle for me is the work part of it it will okay so it's it's kind of this double-edged sword of um it's hard to get to the point of repentance first mm-hmm. of all and then when mm-hmm. i'm there i'm so like bummed out that i've sinned so i i kind of stay away from god even though i've repented right and then even yeah. if i get over that hurdle it's just i it's tough for, I, I i i resist putting in the work to avoid the sin again and so it's just this vicious cycle mm-hmm. and maybe if i'm more like more aware of that vicious cycle i'll become more like um i'll I'll be ready to face it when it hits you know yeah um do you have you ever read fulfillment of all desire um no me either uh but my my awesome my buddy chris gave it to me and like highlighted some stuff that i should read based on our conversation and so basically fulfillment of all desire is this huge book by ralph martin and it it takes the wisdom of the saints uh, and, and like talks about the journey to God. And I was reading through the acknowledgments um, and he thanks a bunch of people that like translated works for him. And he's like, this book wouldn't have been possible without permission to use the best contemporary English translations of the doctors of the church. Thank you for excerpts from Catherine of Siena. So these are the people that are in the saints that are in the book. He takes all of their work and synthesizes it into like a narrative. Catherine of Siena, Bernard of Clairvaux, uh, Teresa of Avila, Therese of Lisieux, John of the Cross, St. Augustine, and St. Francis de Sales. And those are all just top-notch 
spiritual theologians. So I was like super excited. And I, I, I really want this book. Cause it's like, it's all of the, it's, it basically synthesizes their spirituality in 450 pages. And, and for only 1995, you too can have this book. <laughs> this is not, even though I used to work for the company that, uh, that publishes this book, this is not, this is not a paid endorsement. This is just, I was just like reading through it briefly and I was like, Oh crap. But it's also a monster of a book. I know. I don't think I'd be able to finish it. Uh, but he, he mentions from something from St. Francis sales, which I must've skipped over when I read intro to, intro to the bout life. Uh, hatred for sin is important. Confidence in the mercy of God is even more important. Boom. And that's it's, such a succinct way to say what I just tried to say for 10 minutes. And like, I, I think, <laughs> I think there's this, there's this temptation in, um, hyper devout Catholic circles to avoid the mercy of God as a cop out. Cause it feels a little bit like a cop out, you know, it's like, well, God's... do you remember when everybody got mad because of the year of mercy? Yeah. Remember when everyone got mad at the year of mercy? That was the weirdest year of my life. So strange. Like, Oh, you, <laughs> that's so dumb because, uh, God's mercy is literally infinite. And so you literally cannot have too much of it or talk about it too much. You know yeah. what I mean? Like, it's not possible to reach the, the limit does not exist. Yeah. Uh, and that's just crazy. And so I think trying to downplay mercy um, as, and people trying to say like, Oh, we're just forgiving their sin or we're just allowing them to live in sin or whatever. I mean, that's not true mercy if that's what's happening. So yeah. It, and I think there's, I think there's this, this overly pious approach to mercy. It's like, well, I, I just think that the way that we emphasize mercy in the church is not the correct, the fullest form of mercy, and we need to, um, we, we need to also emphasize God's justice at the Whatever. same time. You can't oh. handle God's justice. Yeah, you we, freaking, we, oh boy, by let me tell you what. <laughs> ooh, by nature of God's mercy, we can never emphasize full mercy. We can't have a full definition of mercy because we suck at it and we can't even do it when we're trying really hard. Like, yeah. don't, don't tell me that you have <laughs> a full emphasis. And... <laughs> The people that we, when we, if we critique, oh man, this is just latent, like two years of anger coming up. Uh huh. Um, uh huh. Those that emphasize, those those that say like the church isn't emphasizing mercy correctly, cannot themselves emphasize mercy correctly because yeah. mercy cannot be defined correctly. It's not. It's not within our like understanding. It's just. It's kind of like love. Like none of us can love fully. I mean, we can define it. We just can't necessarily understand it. I mean, yeah, I got yeah. a, I got a pretty good definition of mercy right here, and it's in the form of a crucifix. You know what I mean? Boom! Like that's that's all we got, and anything that we can do to maybe model after that is this is the crap that makes me so mad. Is someone will be like, you know, somebody was wrong online today, and I didn't yell at them. I'm so merciful. Like, <laughs> or letting somebody go in the church parking lot or whatever, like these tiny little things that are really, they're more mortifications than they are acts of mercy. Yeah. Really? Right. Like talk to me when you go and you, uh, care for somebody who has boils all over their body and they're in the street and they have no food. Like, yeah, that's the, that's the kind of mercy that we're called to. Cause imagine looking at us from God's eyes, right? He creates us in this beautiful perfect way gives us a free will we've got dominion over the earth and we choose to break this this beautiful relationship this communion that we have uh for knowledge or 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 because of our own pride and 
all of a sudden everything that we we see in each other just gets ugly right yeah and it's just it just gets so disgusting and nasty and so we have a hard time of being merciful towards each other because all we see is the ugly and the nasty we need to start seeing with the eyes of christ because god has never lost his look of love for us not ever once yeah and so Thinking for any reason that ourselves or other people are not deserving of mercy is crap because God will always look at us with mercy and he will never, ever, 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 ever stop loving us. And just any concept that we have some arbitration that we can give somebody some mercy uh, or, you know, we we're doing this thing or that thing or the other thing. If we're not doing it with the eyes of Christ, we're not doing it because God loves us first, then it's crap. And you're just doing it to make yourself feel better. So don't you know what i mean we, like that we need to understand ugh. that we're not the arbiters of god's justice or yeah, god's or, mercy or his mercy that's the thing yeah I mean, because we, we're not we're not the ones that are up high on a pedestal again we're we're right. not the ones that are that are bestowing god's mercy on those who are below us we're we're bestowing mercy laterally mm-hmm. on like with with people who are our equals and like when when you're talking about like oh letting someone go in the church parking lot is not it's more of a it's more of a mortification than an act of mercy that's the exact attitude that St. Therese has. It's like mm-hmm. little things with great love. It's like, not only are you supposed to do little things with great love, but you're supposed to be like, and also those things really don't mean much. Yep. You're supposed to say like, Oh, I'm going to, I'm going to take the blame for this broken vase. This is an actual example from St. Therese. She didn't break <laughs> yeah. a vase. They got, they yelled her, her superiors yelled at her. She took it and she was like, all things will be revealed in heaven. And then she says, and you know what? It didn't really matter that much. She, someone took her lamp on accident. And so she didn't have, light to go back to her room so she felt her way back to her cell she's like and you know what they probably needed it more than i did or even then like you know it doesn't really matter i'm gonna forget about it uh and she like took those things and was like little things that she did got her to heaven and in 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 the sense that they they prepared her for the big things they the the little acts of mercy that we do in when we're driving which is 90 percent of the time this is this is this is for you phoebe shout out phoebe i it took me about a week and a half to process this but I got stuck in traffic. We got stuck in traffic on our way back from Houston, which happens literally all the time. And we were on a feeder road, which is a road that runs parallel to the interstate. I've never seen anything like it in my entire life, but they exist in Houston. <laughs> um, and the the feeder road is jammed up, but the interstate is just going. It's fine. I'm like, oh my gosh, why can't we be on that road instead of this road? I was so bummed. And the guy right behind me, there's a lane to my left merging. Okay, The guy right behind me gets out of my lane goes into the other lane, zooms in front of us, and then gets stuck and is trying to get back into the lane he just left, right? I'm so annoyed. I'm like, <laughs> he does not deserve to get let back in, right? And Phoebe got mad at me for that. I'm like, what? Why are you mad at me? He doesn't deserve it, right? And she was mad at me. I don't think she could articulate what I'm a, like, what, what, I, what it took me a week and a half to realize. She, she's in this household called Daughters of Divine Mercy. So they're talking about mercy all the time. I don't mm-hmm. think what she was what she was able to articulate was that Patrick, you don't deserve to be alive right now. Like there's like <laughs> you don't deserve a lot of things. I don't deserve yeah. Phoebe TBH. Like there's there's so many things I don't deserve. You don't deserve I, me. I don't deserve I don't deserve this podcast if I'm being real. Hey. Like I was thinking about that today. I was I was I was gonna text you this, but I'll say it on the podcast. And like like Ethan, we don't deserve to have this podcast, but we have oh. it, so we have to use it exactly yeah right so so like we we don't we don't deserve what we have but we have it so we have to use it is that i guess that's that's sort of thing it's like these these things that we have whether it's money whether it's a podcast a girlfriend a lane 
<laughs> you deserve you don't deserve to have that luxury. So you need to make sure that you give it. And when you give it, you have to understand that you're not even giving from top down. You're giving from side to side. You're just you're just doing what's right. You know, mm-hmm. like you're you're filling in a gap more so than growing in virtue. Cuz you should be uh, so you should be up here when reali- when in reality you're down here, you know, mm-hmm. and I'm, I I know that this is an audio media, so you couldn't see my hands, but I'm sure you understood what I was I'm doing. I'm sure most people understand the concept of up, up and down. Up and down. <laughs> <laughs> uh, but, I mean, you're exactly right, and this is something that we talk about a lot at training, is if we're receiving vertically, then it's much, much easier to give horizontally, right? Yeah. If we see everything as receiving horizontally, then all of a sudden giving horizontally makes a lot less sense. Um, yeah. Because if because if somebody's just giving me something, or if I just have something, um, and it's not necessarily a gift, and I haven't uh, really thought about where it all comes from, then it it, it makes things like there. It's my thing. I have this thing. I have this lane. I have this spot in traffic. I have this uh, podcast or whatever. I should use it for me. Why on earth? Would I use it for anything else? And that's this goes back to St. Ignatius of Loyola, I think, that just says straight up, like, all material things exist for the salvation of souls. Mm. This podcast exists for the salvation of souls. I'm not saying that we are saving people's souls. I'm saying that we better do our darndest bestest to lead people to Jesus so that he can save their souls. Otherwise, the millstones shall be wrapped around our necks. Exactly. Millstones. I have a cell phone right here. If I'm not using it for the salvation of souls, then it's it's that's disorder and that's not using it for its purpose. Same thing with money, same thing with food, same thing with with cars, all of it. All everything, e- everything that we have that we're that we've been given that we are able to touch and interact with in this world exists to bring people to heaven. Everyone donate to your local missionary and missionaries donate to your parish. No, seriously, the tithe of the tithe is crucial. But Yeah. Anyway, that's and that's and that's mercy, right? And that's if we're if we're actually using things the way that they are meant to be used, which is for the salvation of souls. Then that's how we can maybe start to understand this mercy thing. Yeah, but, I I want I want to I want to I want to harp on that a little more. What I just said because I know I know a couple of weeks ago we harped on people not donating to missionaries. Did we? We did, Oops. and um, it helped it helped someone dis, uh, discern and give to their local focus missionary, which is awesome. But also, um, missionaries heads up if you are a missionary and you listen to the podcast and i know you're out there uh my parish oh, they priest are. oh they are <laughs> oh they are my, my parish priest donates he puts in the collection basket every week mm-hmm. he walks down from the altar and places his envelope in the in the basket and i was just thinking wow he's just so showy but oh my gosh he's being a father like he's showing us that even though he gets his salary from what we're putting in the basket he's putting it right back in the basket and it's just it just I, that image just stays with me because he is the priest that gets up and says hey please give of your time treasure and talent to the church and sometimes people get on his back for like talking about that quote-unquote too much but he is giving of his time treasure and talent to the church as well and he shows people like this is how you do it so if you're a missionary even though your salary is what people are donating we need to donate as well oh, and yeah. that's my that's my soapbox for the day um what were we talking about we we're talking this, this, this is about this is about I, it was weird because i wanted i was saying that this episode was going to be about like the interior life because we like having interior life episodes but it's weird how it became about the exterior life that is interesting yeah it's, weird. I do it's, think, it's almost I mean, as if the interior moves yeah. to the exterior wow believe it or not somebody's been reading soul of the apostolate i haven't 
<laughs> oh, you haven't? No. Dude, I have been listening. Gomer has a series of seven docs on Soul of the Apostolate on SoundCloud. I I banged through them in uh, a couple days. They are very good. Mm. Highly recommend mm. um, to anybody who's interested in, in anything. Um, Who anybody's interested? In <laughs> I'll I'll link I'll link to Gomer's SoundCloud. Oh my gosh, I just pull up my post-it note from last week. What uh, what time are we at? Do we have to fill any more time, or because I'm I just kind of ex, 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 uh, exerted myself. I think I pulled something. It's gonna I be started. a really it's gonna be a really short episode if we stop right now. It'll be about oh. thirty minutes if we stop right now. Oh, that's fine. We can. Uh, I just I'm just looking at the clock, so we can we can talk about it a little bit more. Okay, cool. Because I, I do have a little bit more. I've been reading our okay. old go, 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 go. our old our old favorite. I thought you were done. Oh, I'm not done. Were... Okay, sorry. I mean, like I'm not I'm not done, but like have another. I mean, it's kind of another topic. It's weird because these these are all connected because it's all about like how we can be better people. I don't right. know. Maybe maybe at the end of this episode, take like one thing and meditate with it because this is a lot this is like a week i i wrote i wrote so much in my journal this week ethan i wrote so page i number my pages in my journal page 204 to 217 are all this week oh that's, boy that's 13 pages of journaling it's just way too much um so i have a lot from this week but one thing i was reading abandonment to divine providence this past Classic. week i texted you Classic. about that i was like i was like yes. very very good i don't think i really read the first chapter before but he says in the beginning holiness should be easy and i got so mad <laughs> i was like how dare you jean pierre de Cousin? how dare you say that how could you say holiness should be easy and then he, he he does this little analogy thing he goes um you need food and water for bodily life right you need holiness for eternal life god made the earth with enough food and water to sustain our bodies why wouldn't he make the world with enough holiness to sustain your spirit? And I was like, you know what? That's a really good point. But also, I don't feel holy yet. And I was so upset. And I, I, I gave I gave a talk on this at my youth group on Tuesday. Um, right after all this happened, I was like really like wrestling with some some hard stuff. And I got I got to this point. I was like, why is holiness not easy? It's because I'm not doing the will of God in the small little things. And God is going to give us all of the things we need to be holy. The The book says, like, you are the, the easiest, the best part about holiness is that you just have to keep doing what you're doing, but change your attitude. I was like, oh, okay, that makes a little more sense. And Chris said he didn't like it because it uses the word easy. It's not really easy. It's just simple. Right. And I we have simple. this. Yeah. We have this tendency to overcomplicate things. And like in reality, holiness is right in our grasp. And when I was giving this talk at youth group, I like, I was like, holiness is right in our grasp. And then I stopped and I thought about the man with the withered hand. Mm. And I was like, oh, this is Ethan's favorite. <laughs> he mentions this all the time. <laughs> oh, yeah. And I was like, I was like, holiness is right in our grasp. But our problem is we have withered hands. Right. All you got to do is reach out. All though. you got to do is reach out, though. And Christ will heal you. You're like, you're like no, I can't. I can't have oh. a withered hand. I can't grab anything. And then you just you just reach out and your hand is like miraculously healed and then you can grasp holiness. But it's not because it's not it's because, because of any strength that you it's have. not because yeah, it's not because you worked out your hand and all of a sudden your hand got super strong. Yeah, exactly. You know, not because you <laughs> Yeah. This is holiness is funny because like you have to do the reaching, but Christ is gonna do everything else. Everything and, else. And we just and that's the that's the whole thing is that God is always the inviting us first. Like He's always the initiator. 
always, 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 always. So whenever we think that we're initiating, we're always responding. And so we just always have to remember that is that we're responding to, to God and his love Mm -hmm. for us. And that is what is going to give us the strength and ultimately the holiness to do, to, to become better people, right? To become more virtuous, to grow closer to Christ, to become more Christ-like, to be perfect as his father is perfect. Mm-hmm. That's where that all comes from. I love it. Do you think I should link, do you think I should link to the talk shit? Should I be like Gomer and put my talks on SoundCloud? I don't know. Do you want to? I kind of want to put, I'm going to, I'm going to re-listen to it and make sure it's like not too youth group specific. Cause there is a little bit of dialogue in it um, with the kids, but that that's sometimes good to hear. Cause like, you know, it's, it's really more about the dialogue than it is about the speaking. So yeah, I think, I think, I think I might upload it. Should I put my talks on SoundCloud? You should, we should, we should have a joint SoundCloud where we put all of our talks on SoundCloud. Uh, we kind of do have a joint account where we put the places that we talk. It's called our podcast. I hate when you do this. When I started the anchor thing, you were like, you were, <laughs> I, I recounted the, uh, the story of, of me saying, uh, man, like, weblogs they have blogs for writing they have vlogs for videos why don't they have a logs for audio and you go it's called a podcast and we have one <laughs> i just got upset that you were just trying to branch out you're like <laughs> man i found this i found this new crazy way to reach the people uh we just i record what i say and then i put it <laughs> online like okay um but it's faster turnaround that's my point it's like an instagram story but audio so like you can listen to it you're like oh Patrick posted a new anchor. It's like a five minute, like little thing. It could be funny. It could be spiritual. You never know. And you can, they're, they're available for 24 hours and then a new cycle comes around. It's great. I'm thinking about starting a vlog. Okay. <laughs> what about uh, me? Ethan, the missionary. Yeah. Well, yeah. I mean, what if, uh, how many, how many focus missionaries do you know? are on the youtube space one and a half steve steve the missionary and anna glaze okay so how many current focus missionaries do you know that are in the youtube space zero exactly untapped market for all the missionaries out there listening oh i think there is one girl that was at training that had a vlog it's Um, weird it's weird that i counted steve as a focus missionary and anna is not because they're both no longer i forgot that steve was no longer a focus missionary Steve hasn't been a missionary for like five years. I know. <laughs> Homeboy's like 29. Um, I don't know what's up. But anyway, uh, shout out Lil Swag. It's just this one girl I think that had a vlog, but we'll link, just, we'll link to it in the description. Maybe. I don't I don't even know what her link is. That's just what people call her. It's not even a real name. Um, but this is what I'm thinking. Maybe I make something happen. Maybe I bring people in. Maybe I use you remember that video that I made, that hype video that I made for the podcast? That was hilarious. What if I did that, but every day? <laughs> could you do it every day what do you use to edit iMovie uh Windows Movie Maker thank you very much <laughs> hey the Sylvester the Sylvester PC, Stallone PC was Superior Race the what Sylvester Stallone Sylvester oh, Stallone <laughs> oh, oh yeah Sylvester Stallone I did I made a couple of those um always very fun oh yeah you gotta release them I might on our we'll Patreon see, I'll see what I can do I yeah I've I've had some thoughts we so, gotta we gotta start doing fun. We gotta start doing weird fun stuff for our Patreon. Yes, like cool fun videos with music and uh, dabs. Like I already have, I already have like cool stuff for our patrons, but like the extra fluff stuff that like really makes really makes people be uh, like, man, Ethan and Patrick, they're fun. I'm fluffy. I want to be in it. I'm fluffier than Ethan. 
That's true. But we can make fluffy fluff together. <laughs> Man, peanut butter and marshmallow fluff. Good sandwich. This is, this is a Christian podcast. All right. Um, let's wrap it up, maybe. Yeah, you got you to go. No, I got to go. Um, yeah, what's give me uh, – tell the people what uh, what's up. You can follow us on Twitter at Catholic Pat or at Propostle on Instagram at Ethan Stevie or at Patrick Nevy. I, 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 you can find us on the internet, www.thecrunchcast.com, facebook.com slash the uh, twitter.com slash the All that link, all of those links are in the episode below. We have a phone number. What's that phone number? 785-251-3989. I think I've memorized at this point. 781-259. No, no, you already got it wrong. Um, <laughs> Seven eight five two five one three nine eight nine. We'll probably do a monthly mailbag soon, at yeah. least before our I leave. Monthly, for our monthly mailbag is now sponsored by Patreon. So if you Ooh. want to help sponsor the monthly mailbag, you can support us on Patreon. The link is down below. And also, we're closing our Patreon survey because I forgot that I left it open. So we're closing our <laughs> Patreon survey in one week from this episode being posted. So if you have not filled it out yet, fill it out so we can get your feedback. And then after I close the Patreon survey, we are going to release our brand spanking new Patreon page that we dis- that we actually discussed at a business meeting. We did. Look at us. A, we're, we're so grown up. It was a good up. meeting. We really are. Yesterday, yesterday, two kids that I was babysitting referred to me as a grown up and asked if I had kids. And I felt like the oldest person on the planet. They were like, Mr. Patrick, do you have kids? And I was like, no, I don't have kids. I'm 21. They're like, why don't you have kids? We want to play with your kids. The opposite thing happened to me. I went to a, <laughs> to a bar. I tweeted about this, but I went to a bar. I'm not and on I, Twitter. Sat, I was going to meet with somebody and... Uh, I, was, I got there before him, and I sat down at the bar, and the waitress came up to me, and she said, Honey, if you're going to be in here, you got to have your parents with you. <laughs> I'm, tw- I'm 22 years old. It's fine. I'm oh, fine. man. Everything's fine. Honey, then- if you're going to be in there, you got to have your parents with you. <laughs> yeah. You do look like you could be in high school, but like that's not your fault. Is it, though? Do I need to dress better? <laughs> What were you wearing? Were you wearing, wearing basketball shorts and a flannel? Okay, that might be what I'm wearing right now, but I <laughs> I was wearing a polo, and it was tucked into my shorts. Oh, gosh. <laughs> I tried to look as dad as possible. You looked like you you bought, you probably looked like you got back from your, your job as a valet at a hotel. Like Oh, gosh. I was like a, a high-end car wash person. Yeah, <laughs> but like like that, that might be your, your, your high school job, you know, like. Yeah, You're working okay. for the summer at the local car wash. I messed it up, man. Waterway, Waterway boomed me again. They're so good. <laughs> what what color was the polo? Uh, it was teal. teal. I mean, I mean, sorry, I didn't mean what color. It was like what 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 was Aqua, the polo? <laughs> Aquamarine, Tur- turquoise, turquoise, turquoise. I, I pronounce turquoise. It's pronounced turquoise, like bourgeoisie. You're so funny. I saw that. Um, I'm gonna end the show now. All right, cool permanently uh, until <laughs> until next week everything. <laughs> uh thank you all for listening please pray for us we'll be praying for you and we will see you uh in heaven no wait in the eucharist that's what i was gonna say see you in the eucharist was gonna be my new sign off